Welcome to the Dental Master Series podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Vandermolen. This podcast is dedicated to helping you become the best, best version of yourself, both personally and professionally. Throughout this series, you will have the opportunity to hear and learn from people who have reached very high levels of success in life and in dentistry. And these same people genuinely want you to be able to do the same. I'm so honored to have the, uh, as my guest today, Dr. Christian Yast. Uh, welcome, Christian. Hey, hi, Matt. Um, just a little bit about Christian before we get started. Uh, Christian is a practicing general dentist. He's in Charlotte, North Carolina. He's a graduate of uh, University of Michigan School of Dentistry back in 1996. He did a two-year GPR in the, at the Carolinas Medical Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, then he worked in uh, both corporate and private practices. He's a founder and partner at the Ballantine Center for Dentistry in 2001 in Charlotte. Uh, it's a, an adult dentistry practice focused on cosmetic implant and sedation dentistry. He's a founder and partner at Charlotte Dental Implant Solutions in 2015. He's a key, key opinion leader at several companies. Uh, Christian, as you'll discover, is uh, into a lot of things. Um, he's at Keystone Dental, Comet USA, Preview Imaging Software, Dental Cool, Taub Dental Products. He's also a co-founder and faculty and clinical instructor for Next Generation uh, Dental Implants Academy, it's, which deals with full arch immediate load dental implants. Um, today's topic, though, um, Christian's going to share uh, a lot about um, what younger dentists should uh should be looking at so that they can have the kind of success that he enjoys. And I'll also venture to say that if you're an old, old dentist, like myself, an older time dentist, <laughs> um, there's going to be some things that we're going to pick up from Christian um, uh, on this uh, webinar as well. So uh, Christian, you know, um, and I know a few years ago, I, I actually heard you speak and, and, uh, and you um, talked about your 12 commitments and, um, and I, and I, and I remember jotting all those down and, and just thinking, man, um, you know, a lot of this stuff applies just to dentists across the board. But I, I know you wanted to talk a little bit uh, to our younger dentists in the audience um, about some of those things. So um, would you kind of bring up a few of those things and, uh, and I'll ask questions as we go along? Sure, sure, Matt. Um, so I, I think it happened like probably about five years ago, um, I met a young dentist. And up until then, I hadn't had a whole lot of opportunity to work with other dentists that were, um, that were younger, that were actually, he was the first person, he was the first, and he was a dental student at the time, actually, that sought out kind of like some, some mentorship. And I thought, hmm. And he said, you know, I, I want to be successful. I want to do the right things. What would you recommend? And I'm like, wow, I really got to think like, I don't want to tell this, this young, young aspiring uh, dental student who was going to be this fantastic dentist, anything inaccurate. Uh, so I just started right. going through, um, you know, kind of my, my, the things that have happened in, in my career and what I felt like helped and what, what didn't. So, um, yeah, there's, there's, I call them the 12 commitments and, um, <laughs> kind of a little value system maybe, or a little, uh, cheat sheet that I use. And I've spoken to other uh, groups about, and also, uh, in the, in a mentoring, uh, group that I that I now work run with my business partner, uh, Dr. Joe Hafanda. So, um, you want me to just kind of go through and expound on some of these for you? 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's start 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 with your first one, and we'll just go through them. Okay. So the the first thing uh, is to stay coachable and teachable. And many years ago, um, I uh, some a dentist that I really respected told me. He said, "You know what, Christian? You know you can be very successful, but there's one thing that you you're going to have to do, and that's you need to keep asking questions. You need to always be learning and um, don't ever stop that. Like always st- and, and stay coachable. So learn, but also understand that you're, you don't know everything. And so I think that's super important. And, and the dentists that I know that are successful, whether they're younger or they're older, seem to have that trait. And so I think that's kind of number one on my list, Matt. Right. Uh, you know, and, and you, you know, you really run into a, a wise dentist or a wise person when they, they basically admit to you that the, the more they know, the less they know, right? <laughs> Isn't that yeah. how we all feel? Yes. And uh, I, I know myself, a lot of times I almost feel like an imposter because people will say, wow, you're really successful, doing really well. You just you just must know it all. And, and, in, and in my mind, I'm thinking, man, there are so many things I don't know. I, you just, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's frightening. So, so that's a great point. Um, the, the next one you had um, uh, on, on your list is don't overlook opportunity. Take risks, but be careful. Tell us about that. Um, so, yeah, so I, I have a partner and we've known each other since um, he's, he's I've known him since the eighth grade. And he and I have very dis- different personalities. And <clears throat> one of the things that has helped us is that we have. I'm the kind of I'm the kind of person that you know I use this analogy all the time. If there's a pool and I want to get in it, or I want I want to learn how to swim, I just jump in the pool and I'm uh, once I jump in, I'm like, okay, now I got to learn how to swim. Now that I'm in, or you know, some people use the analogy about you know fly the airplane while you're building it. Um, right. And that's, that's kind of me. Uh, my partner is is very different. He really balances uh, me out, and that's the second part. Which is take risks, but careful and Mm -hmm. much more careful he's very uh into like kind of learning how to swim and reading every book about swimming before he gets in the pool and so i think that's really helped us but if you don't have somebody in your life that can balance you out you just have to learn how to balance yourself and to understand that you know if you don't ever take risks you're going to miss out on opportunities but you don't want to just jump into everything and anything that comes your way right um, yeah. So the, the next one you had down is, uh, stay humble. So yeah. you're jumping in, you're doing all these things and you're going to, but you're just going to stay humble. Tell me more about that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's a little story that goes along this one with this one too, but I won't spend okay. too much time on it, but you know, I met, I met a dentist, um, once that, um, she was a good dentist and I really liked this individual as a person and she, um, she was working with me at the time and I noticed that every time she referred to herself, she referred to herself as doctor. And, you know, even in kind of like situations where it wasn't really necessary. And so, um, you know, I, I, I've never really been concerned like about being called doctor. Um, um, my patients call me doctor. My team calls me Dr. Yaste, but, outside of the practice, I just, I'm Christian, you know, that's just me. And I, that's not, my identity is not being a doctor. Um, and I 
tried to help her with it. I said, you know, I was very direct with her and said, you know, I, I think you have this chip on your shoulder. Like you're, you're, you make sure that everybody calls you doctor all the time. It makes you look like you're insecure. And she, she, I don't know if she's ever gotten over that. Um, uh, she, she just, it, it, it came off the wrong way. And so one of the things I talked to younger dentists about is just remember, like your identity is not tied up in the fact that you went to school for four years, there's always going to be someone else, or eight years or whatever to get your doc- doctorate degree. There's always going to be somebody smarter than you. And that's not a bad thing. You know, surround yourself with people that are more intelligent, surround yourself with people that are more successful, and that will help you be more successful. But um, if you're if you're not humble, you will be humbled at some point. And uh, <laughs> I know that because uh, I've been there. So. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, point well taken. So uh, your next point uh, is be generous and avoid uh, scarcity. And and, uh, I love that because um, as as dentists, uh, when you're talking about taking risks and being careful, I I would say a lot of dentists are almost too careful. We're, We're always, you know, we're the kind of person that, you know, before we cut something, we're measuring, 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 <laughs> uh, and never, and you never make the cut. And, uh, so tell me about the, the generous, uh, versus this, versus this scarcity, uh, situation that you're talking about here. Well, I, uh, I grew up in a home where my parents, um, didn't have a lot. So I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth. And mm-hmm. I, I don't say that to mean that like I had to work so hard to become, you know, to, to, to be financially successful and all that sort of thing. I mean, it did take a lot of work, but one of the things I learned early on in my life was my parents, I followed their example. They're very generous with their time, uh, with their finances. And I saw that my parents, uh, never really had to worry, uh, too much about money. They weren't wealthy, but we always were okay. And when I got older, I didn't really understand this concept when I first got out of dental school. I had loans nowhere near the loans that that the uh, younger dentists today have. But I had I had bills, I had loans, I had frustrations when it came to um, you know making making money and and making sure I held on to it and could support my family. And so it was very tempting to not be generous. It was very tempting to like hold on to it. And by nature, I would not say I'm this generous person just naturally. Uh, I have to be intentional about it. And, but what I've seen is that if I am generous, it helps me avoid that scarcity. And in, in my, my personal belief, and I, I just, you know, not too long ago, I read something in Forbes magazine about the, the, some of the wealthiest people um, give at least 10% of their income in, in philanthropically. So they're giving away that money. And, you know, um, it's actually a biblical concept. Um, and not every listener probably uh, may be uh, a believer in the Bible, but and that's okay. But what I've found is that even people that are non-religious or spiritual uh, have done this and found that it actually works. It's almost like a universal law that yeah. you, you give and you receive. So right. that's something that I think is really important. And, um, you know, I just, I've practiced that in my life and, and used my, the other people that were, that did that as an example. And I found that it works very well. Right. I, I can't agree with you more. I mean, um, a lot of times, uh, especially, 
um, these days it seems like, well, people are always asking, well, what, what do I get? What do I get? What do I, you know, if I do this, what do I get? And that's the wrong question. The, right. the question is, what can, what can I give? Where, where can I give? How can I give? And, um, and then it just amazing things happen when you, when you change your questions. So yeah, that's an absolutely, awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you have, uh, read, reduce distractions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you read, do you read and get in a corner somewhere. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> so during the first half of my career, um, I don't, I don't think I read one book. I got out of dental school and I'm like, I'm done reading. And about the time when uh, Netflix and all these other, uh, you know, it became very easy to get, uh, you know, movies and television. I, I, I started realizing, man, I was spending so much time, uh, wasting so much time watching television. And I'm like, what am I doing? And, and um, again, I look to the example of successful people and they read, they read books. They actually sit down and, and, and do that. And so I thought, well, maybe I should start doing that. So I just picked up some, I think it was a really simple book on personal development and I read it and I'm like, you know, that wasn't so hard. <laughs> maybe I should like start looking into this. And so in about, I guess it was about the time where uh, I was in the uh, probably the late nineties or well, well, it was after that. It was sometime in the early two thousands. I, I started, uh, I start I started an Amazon account when Amazon and I, and I just started buying books that looked like they were interesting. And now I have an entire library of these right. books and some of them I actually haven't read. <laughs> they just look <laughs> good. And so I, but, but I have read a number of books, um, uh, on everything from personal development, marketing, and business, and uh, you know, one of the books that I I had a hard time reading, but I found a lot of value in was a book called Think and Grow Rich, and I right. I read that because I wanted to make money, I wanted to be successful and support my family, and right. I I again I realized hey there's something to this, so I turned the television off, and um, I turned it off completely for for months. And it was probably one of the most enlightening periods of my life uh, when I did that. And I, it's not to say that I don't watch TV now, because I do. I, I'm not going to lie. There are times when I binge <laughs> on Netflix. Um, but if you, cut, if you carve time out to do reading, uh, whatever that is, uh, whatever that means for you, whether it's poetry or uh, business books or just books that make you feel more um, just to become a better person, uh, as I've heard you say, the best version of yourself. Correct. Those books, they, they you, you will grow from that and you'll, you will be more successful if you do that. Yeah. I think uh, the great thing about books is, um, you know, a lot of us dentists were kind of introverts and they don't run around in big crowds and social groups. And, you know, you always hear that, you know, that uh, it, you should hang around the kind of people that you want to be. Well, mm -hmm. The, the cool thing about a book is you can hang around with a lot of really successful people who write books um, or write books about successful people. And, and uh, I think that really works on your, your psyche that, that you become a lot like that person that you just read the book about. And yeah. uh, so it's a great opportunity at 
you know, a very low cost. Um, speaking of low cost, if, if you're just buying books to wallpaper, you, know, you can buy that kind of wallpaper that <laughs> looks like books. <laughs> yeah, and then you can read in your bathroom or whatever you read yeah. wherever you're in your house. <laughs> <laughs> your next point is integrity after that really bad remark that I just made. <laughs> Practice with integrity. Tell me about that. Um, I mean, I think this is something we all understand uh, on, on, a, on a very genuine level is that it's very important for us to, to make sure that we're, what we're doing for our patients, we would do for a family member. I mean, I, I tell this to patients um, and I think it resonates that and it helps build trust that, you know what, I'm going to recommend for you exactly what I would recommend for my father or my brother or my sister or my aunt or whoever that that patient in front of me might might be able to be a relative. Uh, so if it's an older person, maybe it's my father. And I say, you know what, I'm going to recommend the same treatment and I'm going to do it the same way that I would do it for my father. So if something happens and there's a mistake or there's a, you know, no, nobody's perfect, but I'm going to do my very best for you. And then right. I try to hold to that. And <clears throat> we don't hear, I think, you know, the kind of the dark side of dentistry, we don't hear a lot about, you know, people trying to hurt other people. And I don't, I think there are only very few dentists out there would purposely um, do that. But there's a lot of temptations in dentistry when it comes to, and eh, should I file this a certain way with the insurance company? Or should I, you know, maybe I can skip this step or, I, you know, I don't have time to finish this on this patient. So I'm just going to do this or that. And, and we have to be careful. We ha have to hold ourselves to a higher level of integrity because we, you know, it, again, it's one of those things, what you do to others will come back to you. And Absolutely. if you practice with integrity, then other people will treat you with respect and be, and have that same integrity. And that's the, the kind of thing too, that you really can't fake either. So uh, when you're saying that to a patient, they, they see it in your eyes that, that, that you really mean uh, what you're, we're talking about it. If, if you're not really that kind of person, don't don't attempt to fake it. That's this isn't one yeah. of those things where you can fake it until you make it. No, <laughs> absolutely <it's> not. not. <laughs> hey, your next point is on uh, mentors and coaches, but I want to I want to I want to push that down a little bit if that's okay. And um, right. I want I want you to, um, but I want you to talk about um, so younger dentists are out there. They they meet guys like you and I, and they and they learn a little bit about what we do and the successes that we have, um, and. Uh, and they want it sooner rather than later. And, and uh, that's part of what we're, why we're doing these uh, podcasts is so that um, people can learn from the things that we've done and, and hopefully shorten that, um, the, the learning curve to, to get to be successful. But um, you do have um, here that you should set goals, but at the same time that you gotta be patient uh, with how things go and you, you don't wanna rush things. So tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, I think it's important to set goals. Um, lo a long time ago, uh long time ago uh, in dental school my senior year in dental school one of my you know the very few business classes that we ever get um you know and back in the i, I don't know about you matt but i got yeah. one business class in dental we school had one. And it, yeah, yeah one. It, it, it was one a hour yeah one, one, one hour a week for like yes 10 weeks. Yeah. Um, and the guy that taught it was the biomaterials uh, dentist. So it was like, <laughs> right. what are you doing? <laughs> but, you know, and it frustrated me. I was really upset, actually. Um, and I and one of the, the final exercises in that course was write down your goals for the next 10 years. And I was wow. like, 
I'm sitting there writing this down and I'm like, this is so ridiculous. I mean, like, how do I know? I, I haven't even, I'm not even a dentist yet. I, I don't right. know what, where I, where I'm going right. to be. I don't know what's going right. to happen. So I took that exercise and I, I, you know, I kind of blew it off more or less. I, I wrote down a bunch of stuff. I first started, I mean, the first, the, the two year goals were fairly easy. And then five year right. goals started getting harder. And then by 10 years, I'm like, what the heck? So some of the stuff I wrote down was absolutely, I would say it was kind of on the ridiculous side, you know, like things like I'm going to have a dog in six years and I'm going <laughs> to, uh, you know, do this and my, I'm going to have three cars or whatever, you know, whatever I wrote down. Yeah. That pa paper got shuffled and stuck in something. I don't know. I was living at home at the time and commuting to dental school. Right. And, um, for some, for, you know, like this is about 10 years ago this uh, box shows up and my, my parents had moved and they said, you know, you left all this stuff at home. This is your mm -hmm. box of junk. Right, you take, right. it. take it. So yeah. I start, you know, I start rifling through all this paper and stuff. And I, yeah. I find this goal sheet wow. and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I remember this. I start reading through it. Mm -hmm. I could not believe <laughs> it was almost as if I had written the future. It was so, it, I mean, I, I got chills reading this paper and I realized like if you write something down, you, we hear this all the time. If you write something yep. down, you know, yep. it's more likely to happen. Like right. even the dog part was true. Like I had, I had a dog and it, it didn't have the name of the dog, but, but you know, I had gotten married. I had, um, at the time I had, um, my son, um, and that was in there. You know, I was going to have one child by the time I was, yep. I don't know, you know, 35 years old or whatever. Yep. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So it showed me like that was actually something that was worthwhile that came out of that business course. And now I make it uh, an effort every year to sit down and write out goals for the next year. Um, I don't always do five and 10 years, but I'm, I'm, I constantly, I think about like, okay, what are my goals? And I try to write those down in a, in a book that I carry around with me all the time. Christian, I'm sitting here grinning from ear to ear because I was going to tell the same story more or less um, <laughs> as, as I did the same thing. And I'm, I'm notorious and you can ask anybody that works for me. Um, I, I write stuff out or someone gives me a paper and I shuffle it somewhere thinking I'll, and, and it gets lost for years. And um, so, but I did the same thing. I went through an exercise um, and wrote down things and uh, it was about the same time frame, like you were talking about 10, 12 years. And, uh, we, we moved is what we did. We, we moved to a different house and, and this came, came out and I looked it up and I, and I was just, my jaw dropped. I showed it to my wife. I'm like, look at this. And I, and I think, um, and ever since that happened, what I've been encouraging people to do is to write it down and just throw it away or, you know, don't throw it away, but you know, intentionally lose it. Yeah. To intentionally lose it because you know the mantra out there is, you know, write down your goals, put it on a three by five card, or put it in you know these days, put it put it on your iPhone, and then mm -hmm. every morning when you get up, you know, you should be you know reciting your goals and going through all that. And I, I have to say, I, I, that's not necessary. Just write it right. down one time. Um, because if it, because something clicks in your brain and it's amazing, all the things that come together, once you've basically by writing it down, you're instructing your brain that this is, this is the deal. And right. it's, almost, it's kind of scary that yeah. it can be go, go so well. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you that that works. It's great that you're writing it every year. Um, but I'm going to tell people that, you know, yeah, write them down, but you know, don't, 
don't sit there and recite them. Just your brain will help you. Uh, you know, greater things will come to your aid. So yeah. that's an awesome story. I love it. I, I didn't know that about you. And I, I it's, I'm glad I'm not the only ones because I've been preaching it. Now I know I got two stories at least. And I'll it, bet there are people out works. there that say the same thing. It does yeah. work. Yeah. And it, I'd add to that is to be specific. So the, the instructor was, 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 uh, very specific with us about like, Hey, when you write right. it down, don't just write down like, Hey, I want to have a million dollars or don't right. just write down this, write down specific things and how you will get that. Right. And, um, so yeah, it, it does work. Right. And it was, it was fun to find that, find that out. I feel much better about my, my biomaterials, uh, now. <laughs> Maybe he did know something besides. He, he did. He did. He did. <laughs> um, and your next one is beware of addictive behaviors and substance abuse. I, I know you have some background on that too. And, uh, you know, go ahead and share with us what you, what you like about that. Yeah. So now is when I, you know, peel back the, uh, and become a little bit more vulnerable. Um, and I'm a recovering alcoholic, uh, for the first I guess 10 years of practice, you know, it was really stressful. I worked for a, for a company. I didn't have to worry too much about running a business the first three years, actually the first five years I was out, I was two years in residency and then three years I worked for a, a large corporate practice. And, you know, I, I went to, to work, I did my best. I learned, I always, I start. I, I focused on dentistry. I didn't really know anything about business. I watched and tried to pick up some things. But then when in 2001, when, Joe and I opened our practice, boy, everything changed. I mean, it was a completely different animal. And now I was worried about not just doing good dentistry, but, you know, making sure that the, that the people that work for me, you know, payroll was met, that, you know, we were right. marketing ourselves properly, that we were, you know, it, all the things that go along with owning a business. Right. And, you know, it, it was stressful. There was a lot of anxiety. I'm a pretty high strung person. And so uh, anxiety became... I wouldn't say overwhelming at that time, but it wasn't comfortable. And so right. I, you know, I, what, what was a recreational uh, thing for me started to become medicine and I was using alcohol to relax and just kind of forget it. And at, at, at a point about 10 years ago, um, I, at that point in my life, I was literally coming home. I, I mean, that was my day was waiting to get home so I could have a drink. And yeah. it wasn't just one, it was a lot of drinks. Um, and, and I was telling somebody just this the other night that, you know, I, I said, you know, I drank as much in the first 20 years when I could drink. I started drinking when I was 20. And by the time I was 40, I, I've drank enough in my in those 20 years to last you and probably a half dozen other people a lifetime. <laughs> so I already got all my drinking in. Um, yeah. but, but, I, but it became, it really, it took over. And now um, I don't drink recreationally because I know that's not going to work for me. And I don't have a problem with other people that can use alcohol responsibly. But mm -hmm. uh, I've seen this happen. I've seen it destroy not just alcohol, but I've seen other things that are addictive behaviors. And right. um, it's easy for, for our personality types sometimes to get, to get involved in things that probably are not that healthy. And we need to be, I, I tell the, the younger dentists I work with, like just be careful. You know, there, there are certain things, if you know you have an addictive personality, don't get involved in things that are going to take over and 
right. ruin something very special. You have a gift. If you're a dentist and you're good at what you do, don't don't give that gift away to um, substance abuse or other things that you know can 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 potentially ruin your lives. Even relationships right. um, can get a little bit. You know, we're working with the same people every day, and you're spending time with the same person, whether that's your hygienist or your assistant. If you're a and I've seen it happen with male and female doctors where, you know, it just, things get out of hand. And, and, and I've seen that destroy businesses. I've seen it destroy marriages and it's not a pretty thing. And, and alcohol almost destroyed my own marriage and my family life. So I'm just, right. I'm super grateful that I had people in my life at the time to support me uh, right. through that. And, and now I'm in a much better place. That's awesome. So that goes right into your next point about staying active, exercise, and eat clean. Yeah, um, yeah. that was one. Of, those were some of the things that actually helped me um, during that process. Is <clears throat> I just focused on, you know, maybe finding something for me. It was mountain biking and um, doing some other exercises. That at the time I wasn't really big into exercise. I, I wouldn't say I love exercising, but I found. I'd always been into mountain biking and cycling and I just focused a little bit more there and got in shape. Um, would say I'm in the best shape of my life, but much healthier than I was then. Right. And eat, eating clean was part of that too. Um, there's a lot, I mean, that's a big thing right now uh, in our society is like going keto or, or all these kind of extreme diets and all that sort of stuff. And I'm not saying right. that, but just making sure that you're staying healthy and you're not getting, you know, to, to where you're going to be reducing your lifespan because you're not healthy and becoming part of this, you know, epidemic that we have in, at least in the U S of right. obesity and, um, unhealthiness. Mm -hmm. So I think that if we focus on staying active, exercising, eating the right things, that that's helpful. Right. Awesome. Um, then you, your next point is, uh, treat yourself and, and others with respect. Yeah. This is a big one, um, and it, it, it can I could talk about this for a long time, but I think it's really important that <clears throat> we respect people and that we re and, and by doing that you res you respect yourself, and if you don't respect others, what you're telling people is you don't have any self respect, and so if you're disrespectful to your team or if you're disrespectful to a patient or you're disrespectful to your spouse or your children or whoever it is that you interact with, um, that just means that you're not feeling really good about yourself. And people can, people read that, you know, they, they read that. And, and if you are having a problem with respecting people, then you might want to look at how you can, what's wrong with you? Like, why is it that you feel that way? Is there something that is deeper inside of your psyche that is causing you to have those feelings. And I still, I, I struggle with this at times too. So this isn't, you know, I, I look at this list as not only like, hey, these are things that I've accomplished. This is not, this is a list of things that I have to work on. These are um, guidelines, and, right? Yeah, these, these are, are guidelines, yeah. yeah. These, are, these are things for me. Um, right. These were my things and I just share them with other people because I found that if I focus on these things that um, my life will be better. So yeah, that's, well yeah, that's, that's big. And the next thing, which is really big too, for, I think for success in, mm -hmm. in whatever you're doing is you have to implement. So we can talk about all these things, but if you don't implement them there, nothing's going to change. 
And right. everybody knows the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and, and expecting different results. And right. if, if you go to a course and you go, man, this is, this is a game changer. Uh, I could, you know, really use this. And you go back to your team and you don't, and you don't implement it. You don't focus and you're not intentional about that new piece of technology you bought or that new thing you learned or, you know, doing something better or changing something about yourself then it's all for naught. So, you know, knowledge is power, but implementation is where it really comes down to, you know, brass tacks. So you can know a lot of stuff, but if you don't implement it, it's, it's worthless information. Yeah. I always say, uh, you know, uh, knowledge gets you maybe some letters behind your name or gets you certificates, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. action, action pays, action pays, mm -hmm. uh, um, pays well. So, yeah. um, and again, uh, I know a lot of dentists out there and I'm one too. Uh, I'm, I'm a total introvert. Uh, I would rather be in my own little place doing my own little thing. Um, but you know, you, you need to, you need to take action. You, you need to move forward. You can't just sit there and think about things all the time and be the smartest dentist in the room because you may be smart about, you know, what the best bonding agent is, but that's not meanwhile the other guy is using whatever's on the market that is has been proven to do okay and moves on with it and maybe finds another one along the way but in the meantime he's not hurting anybody he's just doing something that's good and maybe looking for something that's better and um you know i, I think right. we get caught up a lot of times in the whole you know it has to be perfect and it just you know you just get frozen in your steps so implementation is so great and the other great right. thing about and this kind of goes back to what you were saying about you know writing down your goals is that uh is, is that when you take action you just just it, it's almost like writing down goals oh that's that seems ridiculous but i'll just write it down well sometimes taking a, a step forward makes oh this I don't, that'll never work but if you do it the worst thing that can happen is that it won't work, but now you know that it doesn't work and you've taken action. So other things have sort of come into play and, and other people might come into play and go, Hey, Hey Matt, that that's not going to work, but here's what does. And, and, and it, it can come out of nowhere. Right. I just, it, it's amazing. And, and again, that goes back to your practicing with integrity that if you're trying to do the right thing, um, people are going to come to your aid. Things are going to come to your aid. Situations are going to come to your aid. And a lot of times that's called luck, but I don't think it's luck. I just think that, um, yeah. there's, there's a lot to be said about a lot of these things that you're talking about that just make you a magnet for success. So thank you yeah. very much for sharing all these things. And, um, I, I just, I, I, one, one, one that's in there that, uh, and this is good because, you know, we all think we have to do these things alone and, and you have a thing on here about mentors and coaches and, you know, sort of learning from those who've gone before you can you um, share some of your experiences that way? And, and maybe even stuff that's still going on with you at, at this point, or do you still, do you still use mentors and coaches when, you know, when does that end? Do you just kind of learn stuff? And then, then you, obviously you, you're a, you're mentoring young Dennis and we're doing it right now, but um, tell me a little bit about that. Um, yeah, no, it never ends. <laughs> um, I, I am so dependent upon, uh, other people to speak into my life. Um, whether that's professionally, personally, spiritually, whatever it is, uh, I, I depend on other individuals and, uh, there's, 
you know, there's, it, there's, there's that saying that, you know, it's not what you know, it's, it's who, you know, and I think networking is super, super, um, important. And we've, you know, there's, there's a lot of avenues right now for people to network and mentor and, and, or get coached. Right. And there's, I've, I've just jumped into one within the last six months on Instagram, which was like a, um, a new thing for me because, I didn't really do anything on Instagram. I knew my kids were on Instagram mm -hmm. and I was kind of on it to watch them and make sure they, but they've all got fake <laughs> accounts and stuff anyway. So I, it really wasn't working. Right. Um, but I, I, I met a, I met a dentist, a younger dentist who's just really learned how to use that platform to build his practice. And he, he interacts with all these other dentists on this platform and, mm -hmm. and patients too. But I thought, man, that's really, that's really cool. And, um, I reached out to him and I said, you know, I think I want to do this as well, but there's something to be said for kind of that face to face real, like personal, um, interaction that you have with a mentor and a coach. And there's a great podcast I heard, uh, not that long ago, um, it, with Tony Feck and, uh, Chris Phelps, it's called this, uh, slang dental slang. Mm -hmm. And Tony talks on there. Tony's a coach, um, and a mentor, and he describes the differences between coaches and mentors really well. Like I've never heard it described that well before, mm -hmm. but you have both of those people, uh, consultants, coaches, and mentors. And those are all three very important things to have, uh, in your, in your career and your life. But, uh, it's, it's super important to be able to, to have people around you that maybe aren't just like you. So, you know, I'm part of a, a group of, of dentists in a, a, a consulting group, Sunrise Dental Solutions. And I have been a member of that for 10, over 10 years now. Mm -hmm. And if it weren't for that, I mean, I got involved with Sunrise right about the time that I gave up alcohol or right before. And it was one of the things that helped me through that process of getting through the, the, the hard times when the economy just went through the floor back in 2009 and our practice did too. So I, it's a whole nother story, but um, it was a rough time financially and professionally for, for me and my partner. And when that happened, you know, I had this group of very successful intelligent dentists that said, Hey, you know what? It's pick yourself up, wipe yourself off and let's reinvent who you are or let's reinvent your practice. And these are the things you need to be focused on. I can remember very clearly the conversation where it happened, where I was at and what was said. And I took that advice and I implemented it and we got back on track. That's awesome. And so with, with, without those coaches and mentors, Oh my gosh, you know, there's, there's no telling where I would be today. I think it's crucial to seek out people that know more than you that can, can, uh, help coach you in your career. And, uh, again, personally and professionally, but, but pr with, without that professional coaching, oh boy, I, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without that. No way. Excellent. So let's, uh, switch gears a little bit. Um, how about, you know, you're saying all the things you should do. What's, what's some, uh, what's, what's some mistakes? What are things that, uh, um, what are, what are things that sort of hold people up, uh, you know, in, 
you know, as a young dentist or anywhere along the line, what are, what are some of the things that sort of are roadblocks to uh, people moving forward? So they see all that stuff, well, what, what stops them? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, I, I um, years ago, I was, list, uh, one of my coaches um, taught me early on in my career, he said, you know, people, dentists need to realize that patients do not move forward with dentistry. There's three reasons that keep people out of the dental practice. Right. It's fear, time, money. Those are the three things. Those are the only things. Right. Now, there might be something else like the oddball thing, but the major sources of people restricting people out of dental care or uh, coming to your office are those three, fear, time, and money. Right. And, you know, I think those are similar for us. That Those are things that keep us from, from making headway in our careers, you know, with, with uh, whether it's the fear of not knowing like what to do, like almost like analysis by, or paralysis by analysis, you know, without those coaches and mentors, you just paralyze. Like, I don't know what to do. I, I don't, I'm not sure. And I'm afraid of taking risks or the fear of what other dentists might be thinking or comparing yourselves to other people other dentists. That's a big one. I, I, you know, especially with all this social media stuff, that something that I've learned on this Instagram by, by becoming active on Instagram is I see this stuff and I'm like, wow, this is, wow, look, look at this guy's amazing. And, but you know, what we have to continue to remember is we're always going to show our best face. You know, I mean, that's just how we are yeah. as humans. And you're not going to put pictures up of your failure. Um, now I, I do see this on occasion and I actually today, put up something on Instagram where I had made a mistake and I was able to fix it. And I thought it might be valuable for other people to see how I fixed it. But I, I'm looking for input like, well, how would you fix it? Like, what would you do? Maybe I maybe I did something a little bit wonky here or I mean, it, it's worked for me. But um, what else? Is there an easier, better way? And, you know, I'm looking for people to, to give me some input. But I think fear is is one uh, time is another. You know, time keeps us from being not 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 successful if we're not spending the time in investing or learning in, in learning new things, which goes again back to those twelve commits like right. reading, right, and taking continuing education courses, not balancing uh, time or their their life practice, uh, their life and their dental practice, and having balance there with their time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, family time is super important for me not implementing things on time. So if you're late or you, you procrastinate a lot, then that can keep you from being uh, successful. And then obviously money is the biggest reason people don't move forward with dental treatment. They either don't have it or they don't, you know, they, they have issues with, with it. And that's one of the big objections that we all face from patients. If dentistry was free, I tell this to clients all the time. They're like, oh, why does it cost much? I said, well, if it was free, I'd have a line out to the end of the road of people trying to get into it. But nobody does anything for free these days, not completely, not if you're trying to run a business. So if you're not making enough and you're not budgeting properly or you're not planning your future, then you're going to have setbacks and you're not going to make as much headway if you're not respectful of that thing we, we call money. So... I think that that's easy for us to remember, and at least it is for me, mm-hmm. because I know what my patients my patients from being successful in their oral health, and it's the same thing that, that may me may keep me from being successful in my practice. Yeah, those are all really good points, and I, I want to go back to your fear thing and, and fear what other dentists might think, and I think 
um, especially with social media these days, uh, some of the bigger platforms that are out there, um, it's, it's, uh, and just like any social media thing, it, it can get, um, kind of nasty and, um, and, um, and I don't know why people have to be that way, but, but, but they just are. And, and the, my message would be to a younger dentist is particularly is that, um, is, is what you just said is that people are all going to mostly show, you know, really great stuff. Um, and, and you don't even know how they really got, got that way. I mean, they could have been Photoshopping stuff, shopping stuff. You, you don't know, um, cause you don't know them personally. And, and, uh, and, the, the, but my real point is, is go on those things, learn some techniques, maybe learn some things, you know, look for the positive and there's lots of positive out there, but when it comes down to it, other dentists aren't paying your bills. It's your patients that are right. paying your bills. And really who you should be worrying about uh, the most is taking care of yourself. Um, and the way you take the best care of yourself is to take care of the people around you. So, you know, your team, um, focus, yes. focusing on your team. And like you mentioned before, my, my big mantra is, you know, that you should become the best version of yourself. And, and uh, that's what I'm telling my team on a daily basis is when they're trying, we're struggling stuff. It's like, well, you know, what, what's going to, what's going to make you better? What's, which direction are you going to take? Mm -hmm. That's going to make you a better person. And when, when you do that, it just rubs off onto your patients and then your patients come in with the money problem. They start spending more money because they realize yeah. this is more than a dental practice. This is about people who really care uh, about doing what's right, taking care of me and having a good relationship. So, um, yeah. So forget about the other dentists, um, and and associate with the, the dentists who are going to be the push you up. Like you talked about, you know, the the face to face uh, type of thing is 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 is, is a huge thing. And it, you also mentioned about money too, and you know, not making enough. And you know, we all feel that right <laughs> in the beginning. I, I remember that as as the beginning stages of practice. Your biggest worry is am I going to be able to pay the bills? I mean, you're not even thinking right. about paying yourself yet. You're just worried that, you know, you're not going to be able to pay, pay your staff and pay, pay your lab bill, things like that. And, and it's so easy to get stuck in that mode about, you know, paying other people and, and really just doing that. And then people, and then dentists get stressed out because they, they can't even, they don't set goals. Like you were saying, it's like, well, okay, let's set goals where we, we actually, you know, actually write down a number by December this year, we're going to produce this amount of money and we're going to collect it. And, uh, right. and I, and I think younger dentists, if they would write that down again, things will go in motion you'll figure it out and you'll share that with your team. And all of a sudden money's not going to be that big of an issue. Um, so, and you know, you talked about, um, uh, you know, basically implementing. Well, a lot of times that costs money. <laughs> so, right. um, so you have to invest in yourself and, and that's hard to do when there's a lot, not a lot of money coming in. If you're married, your spouse might not be too happy that you're going to, you know, spend money on, on, on some piece of equipment or anything. But again, if you set goals, what is that going to do for me? If I invest in another operatory for this office that I bought that had two, if I put in three, uh, and spending $50,000, what is that going to, what's the return on that? Well, if you write it down, um, some amazing things will, will definitely happen. Right. It's, it's interesting that your team will help you too. Yep. I mean, if you take good care of your team and you tell them, because we have a goal, we have, 
our every doctor in our we have four doctors in our practice and we all have our own individual production goals and it's a daily goal right. and you know the most valuable thing we all have is time right. and so we you know i base my goal on every hour that i'm going to be there like what's my production goal per hour mm -hmm. and my team knows that and they know like hey they can add they they know like at the end of the month this is how many hours the doctors are working right. this is what our goal needs to be right. and so they help you because and if you reward them for helping you and it's just a you know it's just a there's no reason why they wouldn't um but that goes back to again caring for the people that you that you work with and culture in your office, which is an entire another podcast, <laughs> uh, is developing that culture and and how it's so much nicer to come to work and to do what we do when we don't have to worry about drama and uh, negativity and the the bad culture. And that was something that you know I again was kind of fell into because I had coaches and mentors and I was reading. And I'll throw this out there that um, it's a book that I read that I really liked and resonated with me on practice culture called Delivering Happiness, which is the Zappos story with Tony Shea and yes. how he developed Zappos. And man, if you haven't read that, I know you've read that book, yeah. but if any listener hasn't read that book and you're having trouble in your practice and you're like, man, I sucks going to work. I hate coming here. I hate these people. Um, read that book and you know what? Read it with your team. And, and all of a sudden you'll find that these people that are so like causing you all these problems, they're, they're, they're help. They're there to help you. I mean, you just, you just have to make them see that and, um, but you might need help. So that's where, you know, you got to have those other coaches. You got to have those other successful dentists that have done that who can, or business people or whatever, um, to, um, to, to speak into your life. Yes. And, um, and they're definitely out there and, um, you know, just a, a little plug for Sunrise uh, is, uh, I think what's unique about uh, Sunrise Dental Solutions is that um, you've got a lot of dentists that are very successful and they're all to, they're all there as a group to get better. Um, but the mm -hmm. other focus is when other people come in is they, they turn to that new dentist and say, hey, we're here to help you. What is it? You know, what is it that you're looking for? What kind of practice you want to do? And and the unique thing is that uh, we have uh, within Sunrise is all different types of practices. So whether you're a sleep doctor or you're uh, a veneer doctor or all the stuff in between, um, they're all there. And so there's all kinds of uh, helpful information and, and people that are really doing it well in all phases of dentistry. So there's a and that that's nowhere else. Um, I think a lot of consulting groups tend to, you know, do the cookie cutter thing because and a lot of times it's started by one dentist who said, you know what, I had a good career. I did everything this way. Now I'm going to retire. I'm going to become a consultant and I'm just going to tell everybody how to, to do the same thing. And that all sounds great and it can work mm -hmm. to a point, but we all know dentistry is, is rapidly changing. And so it's so much more valuable to be around dentists who are still practicing actively uh, and, and they're in the middle of all that change and they're having success in that change, or maybe they're having some, some struggles, but again, the group comes together and, uh, and, you know, the power of the mastermind, uh, really helps solve a lot of problems. So, um, so, oh, yeah. so I, I have to put a plug in for that type of thing because, um, it's helped me immensely. And, you know, we talked about 
uh, going back to when you were writing down your goals as senior in, in dental school and you, and he was into, I, I like what you said, you said, I didn't even know what to write. And, um, yeah. and, and I think a lot, there's a lot of dentists out there. They don't even know what to write. They don't even know what's possible. Um, and they're being told that, you know, Hey, people doing huge, being hugely successful in things, they must be cheating or they just must be doing, they must be unethical or, or whatever. And, and nothing could be further from the truth. Um, there's a lot of people quietly doing really well uh, at a lot of different things. And, uh, so it's kind of hard to find those people. So if you can find a group of dentists who really have integrity and really are interested in, uh, reaching out to, to, you know, help other people, uh, to become better, um, that's gold. That's worth any amount of money. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Agreed a hundred percent. And, um, I've, I've had a lot of consultants, um, and they've taught me a lot of things right. and they were good. And like you said, for a period of time or for a season, that might be what you need. But over the course of your career, if you don't have that, if you don't have those coaches, if you don't have that connection right. with, um, with people that are like-minded and have similar values and, uh, it's, then it's hard, you know, you, you just never, I, I think you really just, it, it uh, being part of something like sunrise for me has just given me that peace that I know like, Hey, I'm in, I'm in this with other people. I'm not, I'm not an Island by myself or, you know, our, my partner and I, our practice isn't out there just like, I don't, you know, it, it, even though we shouldn't be comparing ourselves necessarily to other people, when you have a group that is honest with you about like, Hey, this is, I've had that same struggle or right. I've gone through that and here's how I, I fixed it. Right. Um, I, one of the, one of the most powerful, uh, seminars that I ever sat through. I and mean, we were talking about like people always show their best face, you know, right. especially on these social profiles, right. the most power, one of the most powerful, uh, lectures I ever sat through was with a Dr. Jeff Gray at, at one of the summits that I went to yes. with Sunrise. And his his entire thing yeah. was, these are my failures. And and I was like, oh my gosh, he's actually gonna get up there and get naked in front of us? I mean, like, wow. And at the end, I'm like, I, I went up to him and I'm like, I know I don't know you, but I feel like, you know, like, I feel like you're my friend. I mean, I I so appreciate what you said up there because I have those same struggles and it's like, now I know I'm, I'm not alone. Like you, you've really helped me. And I know a lot of dentists um, felt like that too, but you know, that was so powerful to me. And it's such a good example of, Hey, we don't always talk about what's great, you know, and, and how great things are. Right. Sometimes dentistry, dentistry is hard. It is a hard profession to be part of, yes. and it is a gift if you're if you if you've been given the gift of being a dentist. Then there's a lot of responsibility there, but yes. it's not easy. No, and it's so so nice to have other people that can can help you with those struggles yeah. when you have them. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, Jeff Gray is a pretty good friend of mine. He practices in San Diego, California, so he's got that kind of California vibe. But uh, he's a he's a yeah. great, he's a great guy. And um, if 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 I, I can promise you that if uh, if you if you go to San Diego and you look him up and call him up, he's he's the kind of guy that would <laughs> sit down and and have a drink with you. So um, yeah, he's uh, he's that kind of guy. So we were very fortunate to to hear him speak, and and I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, Christian, Christian, I just, yeah. just, I'm going to go, I'm going to go off the thing just, just for f five minutes, because, you know, I read that you're, you know, this, this key opinion leader, and there's probably dentists out there thinking, man, you know, 
dentistry is hard. If I could just go out and, you know, if I could just like represent these companies and they're, they're just going to pay me a ton of money, you know, I, I could kick back and I could maybe not do so much clinical dentistry. Is there, is there any truth to that? I mean, is there big money in being a key opinion leader or, or why, why do you do it? What, what, what do you, what's, what do you get back from that? Um, well, I think my personality is, um, you know, I get easily distracted. Um, you know, we talked about distractions earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I like to try new things and I, I'm, I want to be involved in dentistry. I don't, I love dentistry. Um, but one of the things I know after doing this for over 20 years is I can't do it forever. Mm -hmm. And so clinical dentistry is something that I get a lot of joy and satisfaction out of. And it makes me feel like I've actually accomplished something. Right. But I need, I started looking for for lack of a better term, kind of like exit strategies so that when I'm, you know, when I'm 65 or, or if I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to be turning 50 this year mm-hmm. as I get into my, uh, golden years and my wife doesn't want me to sit at home bothering her. She wants me to stay, you know, busy. No, she does not. Drive nuts. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I started looking at some of those, uh, some alternatives uh, as in terms of, you know, different, things that I could do within the industry and still stay active. And some of that fell into my lap. I mean, some, some of that came from my net networking with other uh, dentists and, and even um, one of my friends who's in the industry as a uh, marketing and branding expert. And he said, you know, this company over here, they would really appreciate it if you would go and talk to them a little bit about kind of like what you do in your practice, they're looking for feedback. And so it started out as more of a, okay, sure, I'll yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just, it, it provides me with some, um, just some variety, I guess. Yeah. And I, what I would say is, is it is not going to pay the bills. Right. Um, you can, you know, you know, maybe for some. Yeah. So I'm not the kind of person that has uh, the credibility to go out there and demand a six figure salary mm-hmm. from, uh, a dental company. Now, there are dentists out there that can do that and God bless them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's okay. It's not me, uh, not at this point in my career. So I really count on my, my bread and butter comes from being a dentist and right. a clinical dentist. Right. But <clears throat> I see that as something over, over the years that I want to get involved in. But I would say to any younger dentist, like, don't get in a rush to do that. There's, there's right. not a lot of money. Uh, and if there is, you know, there's a, not everybody can be, you know, the star quarterback. Right. And, I mean, I, man, I'm struggling here because I'm thinking Joe Montana keeps coming up in my brain. And I'm like, <laughs> Joe Montana, nobody's going to know who Joe Montana is. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I mean, Joe, Joe Montana was like one of, I'm, it, when I was watching football, like, man, I'm growing up with Joe Montana. I'm like, that guy, man, he's awesome. He's so successful and he's so good at what he does. But, we can't all be Joe Montana and that's okay. Right. You know, you don't have to, right. you don't have to be the quarterback, you know, the, the guy who's um, not always in the spotlight sometimes can provide the most value and, and is, you know, monetarily maybe more successful than yes. the superstar that it's on the stage. Yep. So Absolutely. there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot of things that, you know, when you start to see behind the curtain of in dentistry, not every, it's not all, always what you, what you see isn't always what you get. I'll, I'll use one of your, another one of your, um, 
your sayings that I've learned over over the years is that you know, is it ninety percent of it is crap and ten percent is not? Yes, yes, it's Sturgeon's um, law. Most of <laughs> it's a law. Yeah, it's a law, Chris. Ninety percent of everything is crap. It's a law. So, it's a law. So just yeah, accept so it. You have to. Yeah, you just have to understand that you know, it, it's it's not all that it's um, it's not everything. It's and, and my, I guess my motivation behind it isn't just to become monetarily successful uh by by working with these companies it's you know i remind myself constantly hey listen this isn't paying the bills but there's a there's a chance that i can help make dentistry a little bit better right um not just for myself but for for everybody in a small way by working together with these companies Mm -hmm. one of the things i talk to the the younger dentist about is hey these guys don't have to be our enemies right i mean we learned early on, like set up your front desk as a, uh, you know, like a barrier between you and whatever company is coming in to sell you <laughs> right. whatever. Uh, but I, I never really took that approach. I, if somebody comes, if somebody takes the time to come to my practice, mm-hmm. then I want to at least give them, give them the respect of, okay, well, what do you got? I mean, I'm not going to give you all day, but right. if you want five minutes, right. I'll listen to you. And it's amazing how many people out there are, interested in helping you right. and they don't always, they're not always dentists. Right. So, you know, your Henry, Henry Shine rep, I have a really close relationship with my Henry Shine rep. He's a great guy. And, and before that was another guy who's retired, but, but my, at the time, my Patterson rep, I had a flood in my office one time and I called my partner up. I'm like, we have three inches of water on the floor. <laughs> and I, I called up my rep of all people. I don't even remember why, but I called him up. I was like, Oh, we're screwed you know, and he showed up at my practice a half an hour later with two wet dry vacs. And we sat there for four hours on a Saturday and sucked water off the floor. And he did that with us. And, and I'm like, man, it was, there was a lot of value in having that relationship. And he's, he's a salesman. I mean, he was just, he was my my rep, but to him, that was, it was, it was about the relationship. And um, I think there's a there's a lot of people out there that can provide value for us that right. aren't always dentists too. Right. So. That goes back to your point about you know treat yourself and others with respect. Um, with yeah. respect. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Christian, I could talk to you all all day long, and and, and I have done that a few times. So, uh, but we're not better not do it on the podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, I know you're a busy guy, and uh, you just have so much to share and. Maybe we'll invite you back for some of those topics that we said uh, maybe on a culture type thing. Um, so that's a, that's a that's an excellent uh, topic, and I think a lot of times it's it always sounds kind of foofy, but when you really dig into it, uh, the way you and your partner Joe have, um, man, uh, it really uh, can show some great results in in your productivity and just your yeah. overall, uh, you know, having a, a great place to work. So thanks again, Christian. Uh, really appreciate it. And I'll see you all next time. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Matt. You've been listening to the Dental Master Series, a periodic podcast on timely and stimulating topics for the success-driven dentist. You can find more Dental Master Series podcasts at sunrisedentalsolutions.com or by searching for the Dental Master Series on your favorite podcast app. The Dental Master Series was created by Sunrise Dental Solutions, an exclusive community of highly successful practicing dentists who have succeeded through different paths, working as a group to meet the collective needs of their clientele. 
To learn more about how Sunrise Dental Solutions can optimize your practice and assist you in defining and achieving your vision, call 1-800-750-7500.